Well, how you doing? Welcome, as always, to the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. So very nice to have you with us. Uh, things a little bit different. We are all scattered here this evening. First and foremost, uh, hello, Jamie. Hi, Steve. How are you? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> kind of had a day. I think that there's two the words. People? Well, uh, let me just say this as diplomatically as possible. If there's two words you never want to use in the same sentence, it's abscess tooth. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it has been a battle. I have uh, been directed to uh, get a root canal, something I was looking forward to, never had one. <laughs> yeah, they're great. And uh, it was deemed uh, not feasible because the tooth is uh, in ill repair. So anyway, I won't waste anybody's time on this, but uh, get it corrected and uh, we shall move forward. But I will say this, this weekend was uh, not the greatest. It's pain. I mean, I, anybody tuned in right now that has gone through something like that, any pain involving the head, whether it be a tooth or an ear, you're done. Yeah, you know, my dad's a neurosurgeon, so I grew up around him and knowing a little bit about what's going on in there, and it's a lot. And you have to get a doctor that really can block your pain with the Novocaine correctly, or you feel everything. Right, and uh, I've had success with that in the past, and my uh, my uh, personal uh, dentist, Dan Johnson, says there is a plan afoot, so I will <laughs> uh, leave it to him to uh, take care of that. Anyway, how's it going there, darling? Everything well? Things are going really well. My update is I heard my baby crying a little bit. I'm in the basement. My husband's upstairs, and he informs me that she has rolled over. <laughs> so, big is that, moment. Is that a first? The second overall time, but the first he saw it. So. Oh, that's awesome. You got to write that down. Put it down in the calendar. Oh, you know, every, so, my whole uh, phone is... Is, yeah, we got it. <laughs> when, years down the road, when she comes over with the homecoming date, you can break out these stories. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I, I tend to embarrass her. Uh, we have uh, our fine producer, Nick Roddy, on duty tonight. Nicholas, what's happening? How's it going? Yeah, she's not dating till she's 30, though, Steve. You, you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> well, that is true. That uh, seems to be the trend these days. Uh, Blake, he is in full effect as well. Blaker, what's happening? Steve, this is your flu game, right? This is your Jordan flu game. You're <laughs> battling this through, is it. and I, uh, I couldn't be prouder to be working with you at this moment. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and I think it should be pointed out a lesser man, uh, would not be doing this right now, exactly. but you know what? Uh, where else would I rather be for crying out loud? And there's so much to kibitz about after all, that's what this program is all about thanks as always to our wonderful friends at soaring eagle casino and resort for helping us put this thing together uh obviously the divisional playoffs in the national football league going down uh this weekend will begin with what we witnessed yesterday uh in buffalo the bills hosting the cincinnati bengals and obviously you think about what went down uh exactly three weeks ago tonight and it is the DeMar Hamlin tragedy. Uh, and uh, it couldn't have worked out any better. He was on hand with his teammates yesterday. He was watching the game from the suite. I, for one, James, thought that the Bills were going to come out sky high. 
But that just wasn't the case. The Bengals came out, and they continued to dominate pretty much in every facet. I also, first of all, I thought the Bills, or the, yeah, the Bills were a team of destiny because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin. I thought they were going to roll. Then to have him in the stadium on the big screen, you know, showing that heart with his hands, I thought they'd just absolutely kill it and come out hot like you said, but it was the opposite. The Bengals, like, put up 14 points real quick. Well, and I I thought the most surprising thing was, um, I know this Bills defense has missed Von Miller. Uh, for a while, but that being said, uh, Joe Burrow has spent a lot of time this season on his back. The uh, Bengals' O line at times has been woeful, but boy, did they represent themselves yesterday and defensively. Uh, the Bengals all over Josh Allen. Yeah, and I guess Josh Allen has a little struggle. What is that? An elbow? A shoulder? Something? Yeah, he is uh, going to need uh, rest and relaxation, according to the powers that be with the Bills. And by golly, uh, you're eliminated, so that's exactly uh, what you're going to get. The Bengals, uh, what a story. Uh, For the first time in their franchise history, they advance to the conference championship game to face, again, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have more on that coming up uh, in a bit. But the Bengals... Lo and behold, they got off to a slow start this year uh, as the defending AFC champions. Um, they were kind of behind the eight ball for a hot second. Now, lo and behold, after knocking off the Bills yesterday, James, they have now won 10 straight. And also, how about Burrow? He has more playoff wins than any other quarterback in the NFL over the last two years. And he's only been in the league for three seasons. He's really, really good. I just love watching him play. I, I, I love watching both those quarterbacks play because I think Josh Allen, I think he's going to be one of the faces of the league moving forward for years to come. Uh, but he uh, is an aggressive quarterback, Josh Allen, that is. You know, I love the fact that uh, when uh, uh, he uh, uses his feet, uh, he does not shy from contact. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, you know, they call him Cool Joe for all the right reasons because when you're watching a Bengals game, you don't know if they're up by 14 or down by 14. And I think from a offensive teammate standpoint, that's what you kind of like in a guy. He's never intimidated by the situation, ever. And it started with his days back in college, and now it's like translated to the NFL. He is not afraid of Arrowhead. He's not afraid of Patrick Mahomes, clearly, because he's – undefeated against them well there's uh some things going on with uh, mr mahomes that we will touch on here momentarily meanwhile i think i've said it on the program before uh the nightcap uh last night had the cowboys and 49ers in santa clara and every time you think that dak prescott is making his move to become an elite nfl quarterback the mistakes continue. Two very costly picks yesterday. 49ers win at 19-12. First of all, that game was kind of boring in the first half, wasn't it? Yes. Second of all, yeah, I mean, come on. And Jerry Jones came out in defense of Dak Prescott again. Like, what is it going to take for him? Well, between uh, Dak Prescott and his propensity of turning the ball over, and uh, we, we have seen him serve up uh, more than a few pick six, um, you know, I don't know uh, what you do. Uh, where do you go? Um, but I think the window is starting to close 
on you know this opportunity uh, for what I thought was a legitimate Dallas offense. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 10 carries yesterday, 26 yards. He's not getting any younger. Uh, Tony Pollard sadly broke his leg in that tilt. He's had a really, really solid year. Um, but you take a look at what San Francisco's got going on and the decisions that they have to make. Brock Purdy, the rookie, 214 yes. yards, no TDs, no picks, rating of 87.4. Uh, he was Mr. Irrelevant for crying out loud. The last guy taken in the 2022 draft. And look what he's doing. I I don't know what John Lynch does uh, moving forward. Whatever happens the remainder of this season, if you're John Lynch, what do you do with Garoppolo, with the job that Brock Purdy's done, and the responsible way he's played? Wow. I think it's really hard to demote someone who's winning for you and isn't winning everything in the NFL, but he also has a supporting cast around him, Christian McCaffrey and others that are getting the job done. So he doesn't have to be put in situations where he might make a mistake. Well, I just think, uh, you know, he's made his mark and you know what, uh, once he took over for Garoppolo, which is uh, some weeks now, you know, I, I've watched a lot of 49ers games, and you keep waiting for this guy to play like a rookie. Uh, but all he does is play responsible football, and it's uh, unbelievable. So, again, the 49ers, who were thought to be a Super Bowl contender, will certainly have that opportunity. Uh, we'll rerun uh, what went down in Saturday's tilts. And uh, if you're a Chiefs fan, oh, there's a big, fat question mark. We'll talk about that and more as we continue with the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. During the break, I uh, got into a conversation with the show degenerate uh, Blake. And uh, Blake, as it turns out, uh, you had a uh, pretty – Pretty decent weekend uh, as far as the old football wagering goes. I went 4-0 against the spread. So that was good. Way to go. But but the game I picked was right. Well, that happened. I for, I forgot about that. That was that seems like forever ago. That's right, James. <laughs> I forgot about that. So that happened last week. That was super fun. And then I, so I took the over in every single game because all the games last week, except for one went over. And the one that didn't go over was the Tampa Bay game and it would have gone over, but Maher missed four kicks. So it didn't go over then. So I took all the overs, every single game over the weekend went under. You know, we forgot to mention Mr. Maher and yeah, it's, (laughs) Watching that game, maybe I'm not alone. After the first extra point was blocked, did anybody get that pit in their stomach? Like, this is really hard to watch. I mean, potentially you're watching. (laughs) But maybe after the third one? Well, I mean, uh, last night, the one that got blocked was not going to be good. It was okay, going to be right, 10 right. feet left. I thought it was going to come down to an extra kick or a field goal or something, and he would have had all the pressure on him, but it didn't. Well, he did make a couple of field goals to his credit, and, uh, you know, I have no idea what they do moving forward. But um, 
I don't think, and they mentioned it on the uh, telecast last night uh, with that first extra point. No one in the history of watching NFL football has paid more attention to an extra point ever. And it wouldn't have been good. So if it wasn't blocked, there would have been that. So anyway. They... Well, another thing we didn't talk about was Dan Campbell on Monday Night Football last week. What did you think? Well, I thought, he was, uh, I thought it was a subdued version yeah, of Dan same. Campbell. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, over the top, Dan Campbell, which I thought a lot of people commented on on you know social media, Twitter, and whatnot. They were expecting maybe uh, a little bit more Dan Campbell, but uh, you got I, kind of the uh, watered down version. Can I make a statement about the Manning cast just overall as the show's resident degenerate and also resident hater? Yes, uh, I'm over the Manning cast 100. percent It does <laughs> nothing for me. I think it's boring. Well, I think I I enjoyed it a lot more than I do now, but, you know, there's a lot of things going on, man, and I think maybe I've gotten to a point where I just want to watch the game. Exactly. And, you know, the extracurriculars and whatnot and, you know, the the outbursts and, you know, the back and forth with them. Peyton Manning and his brother Eli, to some extent, Peyton is very entertaining. There's absolutely no question about it. But I think more times than not, I find myself just wanting to watch the game. And uh, that's that. I don't know. And now, that being said, some people are still watching it, although I hear the ratings have gone down a bit. I'm going to say that I like it. I think it's fun to listen to the guests and kind of like watch the game with those guests. So I'm still into it. All right. Uh, it is you know, better than I, Tony Romo calling the game. I'll say that. Oh boy! All of a sudden, the luster's come off uh, Mr. Romo. Man, he is uh, <clears throat> something. He's he's somewhat of a spaz from time to time. You know, I don't know if that arm was going forward. You know, it, it could have been a forward pass. It could have been a fumble. Uh, what? Pick one. <laughs> what a great <laughs> breakdown there! Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, with that Saturday action. You had the Jacksonville Jaguars, the biggest dog of the entire weekend, minus nine going into Kansas City uh, to take on Mr. Mahomes and the Chiefs. And the Jags are a gritty bunch. We said as much uh, on the program last week, Jamie. They lose 27-20. Obviously, the story here is late first quarter. Patrick Mahomes goes down uh, with looked to be a significant ankle injury. Uh, Left, came back for the second half, played gutsy football, uh, after all is said and done, turns out to be a high ankle sprain, and they can be very troublesome. Yeah, you know, he says he's going to play. Andy Reid said that Mahomes has played with an ankle sprain before, but it's not good news. No, not at all. Um, and uh, listen, we've uh, been around uh, athletes for a while, and I think the uh, one thing that – uh, they want to stay away from most could be a high ankle sprain because, you know, you can get treatment, you can get treatment, you can get treatment, and, you know, next thing you know, you're back to square zero. Now, just reading earlier today, uh, the Chiefs are preparing for the Bengals like Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Uh, he ended up with 195 yards in the air to go along with two touchdowns, no picks, rating of 112.5. The dude is so creative, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, but like what makes him good is how, you know, 
he can scramble and make things happen out of nothing. Maybe he can't scramble as much with that high ankle sprain. And we know the Bengals get after the quarterback. Oh, yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, that's going to be trouble. But listen, if it turns out that for some reason Mahomes can't go, you've got the 76-year-old Chad Henney uh, (laughs) that is able to go. Honestly, I I was like, was Chad Henney in college when I was in college? How old is he? Uh, Chad Henney is an amazing story. Uh, he has been in the uh, National Football League. Look, he was a second-round pick back in 2008, for crying out loud, by the uh, Miami Dolphins. He's 37 years old right now, uh, which there's nothing old about that. But it's just, you know, so many people, you know, when Chad Henney came in, I'm sure said, what? Is that Chad Henney, that, the one that was at Michigan? <laughs> the one that was in Michigan in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Uh, he's uh, drafted in 2008, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's had a hell of a career. Uh, but you know, good for him. Be, he yeah. led like a 98-yard drive, uh, which is a Kansas City Chiefs record for crying out loud. So nobody will ever be able to take that away from him. That's for sure. Uh Let's see. Then the nightcap, uh, the Eagles, uh, <laughs> nothing to it. Uh, knocking off the uh, NFC East rival, New York Giants. Um, what a crash and burn by the G-Men. 38-7, the final there. Uh, raise your hand if you're a real believer in Jalen Hurts, huh? I mean, you know, everyone was questioning him. Is that shoulder okay? And he was like, yeah, guys, I'm fine. I got this. Uh a lot of folks, Giants fans, that is, wondering if Daniel Jones is the guy to lead them to the promised land. 135 yards in the air, had one pick, rating uh, 53.8. Reading today, uh, obviously, one of the big threads is potential landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. And believe it or not, uh, some have the New York Giants as a potential landing spot, as the Jets, the Raiders, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, comes about. Adam Schefter, by the way, uh, coming out and saying, it's looking pretty good that the Packers will trade AR away during the offseason. I mean, I can't believe we're still talking about him. I'm like, oh, over the story, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? I just don't think Daniel Jones, I don't think they move on from him in with the Giants. That's what I think. Well, I thought that, uh, you know, in the times I've seen the Giants play, uh, he's he's represented himself uh, relatively well. Uh, they've got a big decision to make with Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's uh, he's going to be looking for uh, a little extra jing, maybe somewhere around 18 mil a year. Do you do it? Mm, I'm just coming from a fantasy football standpoint. He's always injured and not helping me, so no. <laughs> Well, everything's based on fantasy football these days, for crying <laughs> out loud. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, Eagles win and advance, and uh, it will be uh, them and the 49ers. We'll uh, preview those things coming up in a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, we'll take a break and come back with some conversation of the various and sundry nature as we continue with the sportsbook here on 760 WJR.
All right. From the uh, various and sundry file, as we continue with the sports book here on WJR, uh, the Pistons will start there because they're playing now. Uh, obviously coming off the 126-108 loss in Paris, of all places, to the Bulls last Thursday. The uh, Pistons have lost three straight, six of their last seven. They're playing right now at LCA, James, against Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Not uh, not going very well at all. Bucks on top, 40-15. There's still 322 left in the first. Goodness gracious, 40 to 15. And, you know, they never led at any point in that Paris game either. Like, it's a struggle. Giannis well, a struggle has 20 to watch points already. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He can go for 80 tonight. Oof. Well, you know, Nick, there's still uh, 254 left in the first. So, you know, he could probably add another 10. Uh, who knows what he's, uh, you know, could be on pace for. You know, sadly, and, you know, before this Pistons season got underway, we realized that they were a young team. Then they lose Cade Cunningham and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, we were all singing the praises of Dwayne Casey. And, boy, he's got his work cut out with this club because I've watched, and it's a hard watch. There's there's no question about it. Right now, the uh, Pistons are 12-36. and 36, And, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know how much better this team has potentially – to be better as this season unfolds. I don't see it happening. Well, losing Cade was everything to this team. If you have him, then maybe you can make some runs and make some progress. But losing him, it's really been tough. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if uh, they were able to ever get the uh, win back in their sails uh, after that all went down with Cade. So uh, still a big believer in Dwayne Casey. Uh, love what he's all about. Uh, but it's an uphill battle right now. It's 43-17, bucks on top, 2.15 left in the uh, first quarter. Uh, all right, College Hoops uh, had a nice conversation with Magnum T.I. Tom Izzo this morning. Uh, the uh, Spartans have been at it. Uh, they fall in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Assembly Hall, to the Hoosiers yesterday afternoon. Michigan State playing their sixth game in 16 days. That works out to a game every three days since January 7th. Not making any excuses. Spartans fall, 82-69. Uh, how about the uh, play of Trace Jackson Davis? St. 10 of his 20 shots from the floor and 11 of 13 from the free throw line for the Hoosiers. Couldn't have gotten off, James, to a better start for the Spartans. Joey Hauser. Uh, was just lighted up, scoring 11 points to help the Spartans build that 17-8 lead. Yeah, I mean, that nine-point lead evaporated very quickly for those Spartans. I think Tyson Walker has looked good, but beyond that, you know, it's granted, the, it's been a tough road for them. Six conference games in 16 days, that's a lot. Well, and, you know, Joey Hauser finished with uh, 22, along with six boards, and after the game, he did mention that, you know, you started to feel it uh, a little bit towards the end of that game. And, uh, you know, it is uh, action-packed. And Tom was very happy with the way, as he said, his team responded to difficult circumstances. Uh, Jaden Akins had the fast-break dunk, uh, 15-52 left. Spartans actually up 44-42 at that point. And then it was an IU 18-4 run midway through the second half that sealed the Spartans' fate. 
Yeah. And, you know, injuries have been a problem for the Spartan team and like they kind of lack depth when they lose the guys. So I don't know what that means for a March run. Well, you know, they're without Malik Hall and this has been problematic. Uh, He missed eight games uh, in November, December with that foot situation. He tweaked it. Uh, The news was a little bit better than I thought Tom Izzo thought it was at first. Uh, but he's still saying it's going to take some time. Obviously, a much better team with Malik Hall in the lineup. So, uh, you know, they'll be back in action uh, 7 o'clock Thursday night, uh, playing host to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa 12-7, and 4-4 four and four in conference play. 7 o'clock is the tip. Our pregame here on WJR getting underway at 6. Uh, as far as Michigan goes, Boy, uh, they had to hang on to beat Minnesota in a squared yesterday, 60-56. to 56. Hunter Dickinson with 23 points to go along with nine boards. Uh, the Wolverines now 11-8, 5-3 in conference play. Uh, but guess what? They will play host to number one Purdue, 9 o'clock on Thursday night. It's been a struggle for Michigan as well, but if they could find a way to beat Purdue that at least get something for the resume, because right now they don't have much. No, not at all. Um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the, there are some Michigan faithful that are wondering all about the Juwan Howard situation. And um, is it, uh, is it reason for concern? Uh, here's a guy that uh, could have run for governor in his first year as head coach there. And uh, now it uh, – but I guess it, that's the way it is sometimes, cyclical, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody overreacts. He's taken them to two straight NCAA tournament um, performances. So I don't think he's in trouble yet. Um, we uh, are getting this, that – speaking of Michigan – they're going to be removing small seating section to widen the tunnel entrance, improve security at the big house. What do you know about that? Huh? Okay, so maybe there was an issue. Well, I think uh, by them doing what they're doing, I think they read between the lines, and you better believe there was an issue because there was. And if they're going to improve security, don't get me started again. I won't, uh, but you had a really great idea. Just hold the teams back and separate them until the other ones in the t- in the locker room. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket. It's not rocket science, and because the visiting team is right there in front of it, they'll go first. Let's try that. Yeah. And then once they're all out, players, support staff, everybody, then Michigan goes off. It does. It, it's unbelievable how it even came to this. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, you know what? I, I hear from quite a few uh, UAD fans, and, you know, we've got to point this out. Antoine Davis, uh, who has had a hell of, uh, hell of a career at the University of Detroit, uh, he is, as it turns out, uh, second Nicky uh, overall in scoring right now ever in college ball? Ever. Yep, that's correct. Yes, I had him and his dad, Coach Davis, on SFE when he became second. And he has 3,274 points, 393 behind Pistol Pete. How many now behind Pistol Pete? 393. That's not counting tonight's game against Oakland. Yeah, so he's got like 12 games left, and I think it averaged out. He had to average like 33 points per game to pass Pistol Pete. 
And and over his last like eight games or something like that, he has averaged that. So, I mean, he's got the target on his back now. So are they, he had forty two against IUPUI? So he gets can get more than thirty. Are they like a like favorites to win the league or anything? Like, could he make no. the tourney? No. No, no, they're like twelve and eight or something. Dang. Uh, and let the records indicate. Uh, and Nick, you did. Uh, he's played almost 50 more games than Pistol Pete. So there's that. And Pistol a, Pete uh, had, did not have the luxury of the three-point line either. Right. And that's kind of all yeah, what uh, Antoine Davis did. But it's still it's still quite the achievement. No, I mean, they, they, you just don't uh, take away anything from uh, the career that Antoine Davis has had. And, uh, you know, it's been absolutely stellar. And I'm constantly reminded by the uh, – very loyal fans of the Titans. So um, very, very interesting. I, I'm trying to remember yeah. uh, the news on Ben Johnson, uh, which I still think is rather huge. That came out after our last show last week, right? Right. Jamie, I mean, that is pretty enormous, is it not? I think it's just another indication that things are changing in Detroit, that culture is changing, that this person doesn't just want to run out of here. They want to stay. Ben Johnson said he wants to stay because he, quote, has unfinished business to take care of. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and as we found out, it uh, came with a little bit more money. But, uh, you know, who cares? It's not ours. Uh, You know, and when you hear that, you know, he was one of the leaders in the clubhouse with both uh, the Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. You know, and he was supposed to interview with the uh, with the Carolina Panthers, and he had the the wherewithal to call him up and say, "Look, I've gone through the process. I, I I'm just going to go back to Detroit." And the reasons for that, according to him, that he honestly thinks the Lions are on the cusp of something special. Now, if you need any more validity to what Dan Campbell and his staff have done. There's your answer right there. Well, yeah. If you think about going to any of those teams, it's a full rebuild, tear it all down. You're not going to have any glory for a long time. He must think that glory is around the corner for these lines. Well, and he also uh, made mention of the fact that he was only on the job as the uh, OC for uh, one year. And maybe he thought he has some unfinished business. But I think there's also a part of humanity where, you know, if you're comfortable in a situation, you like comfort. Everybody likes comfort, for crying out loud. And I think somewhere down the road, he is going to be a head coach. But he probably had the time of his life last year watching this team turn things around, starting one and six, and then they got it going. And the pieces of that offense, for the most part, well, we'll see what goes on with free agency and everything, but should still be there. Yeah. Also, he's come out and said things like, I don't want to disappoint Dan Campbell. I think he really likes his boss. And, you know, you've been in jobs when you like your boss. That's a lot, too. Yeah, it's a uh, difference maker. There's uh, no doubt about it. So uh, I thought it was just great. And because, you know, once you started hearing all the interest from other teams uh, start flooding in, you're thinking, you know, read between the lines. It's it's only a matter of time for crying out loud. So, um, and again, they might I, lose their defensive coordinator actually, but not their offensive. Yeah, Aaron Glenn. Uh, you know, so many people on social media, being what social media is, saying, you know, who'd be interested in a guy that 
was in charge of the 32nd ranked defense. Um, Aaron Glenn's got a lot of respect in the National Football League. There is absolutely no question about it. That goes back to his uh, pretty darn good playing days. So uh, I know he was to uh, interview this past weekend with the Cardinals. They've got a new GM there. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, sure, you can look at the stats and stuff, but everyone says that Aaron Glenn is a great, like, leader in the locker room. We saw a little bit of it during Hard Knocks. So there's, oh, yeah. there's value in that. Oh, yeah, he's very passionate. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, towards the end of the year, maybe that rubbed off uh, on this Lions defense that uh, seemed to improve. Well, you take the Carolina game away. Uh, but they seem to improve in many categories. So, uh, speaking of the National Football League, we'll uh, we'll uh, kind of preview, if you will, the uh, championship weekend, which will be uh, coming our way on Sunday. Make sure you leave it here. It's the sports book on 760 WJR. And uh, speaking of our wonderful friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, Nikki, uh, we should break down what we've got coming up on. February 12th, Super Bowl Sunday. Going to go back uh, old school with a nice little Super Bowl soiree from uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. What a a crazy festival it's going to be. Yeah, it's been a few years since we've been up there. We're going to bring a couple of our former friends from the Lions, Rob Rubick, Corey Schlesinger. Uh, We'll be in the new sports bar, sports book, Ascend in Soaring Eagle. And uh, yeah, we should have a good time. We'll be on from 4 yeah. to 6 on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, and uh, having been through this before, uh, they throw a pretty neat party. So uh, if you've always thought, hey, maybe that would be a good place to watch the game, you better believe it is. Uh, come on up and join us. As Nick says, we'll have uh, Rob Rubick and uh, Corey Schlesinger and tap into them. And I'm going to be very interested to find out you know, what they have to say about this Lions team because obviously there's there's a lot of excitement going on and, uh, you know, being former players and all and being associated with some teams that weren't very good. It, it, they've got to feel good about this too, right, Jane? Yeah, I would think so. And I think I'm with you. It's always fun to watch games with people who've played it at that level. It's just a different perspective that you and I don't have. No, uh, not at all. But uh, sometimes we pretend. Um, doesn't get us anywhere. Um, we, we have got uh, the conference championship coming up, and I think both these things are going to be uh, just crazy good. Uh, it kicks off Sunday, 3 o'clock, in the city of brotherly love with the uh, Eagles hosting the uh, 49ers. And uh, as it stands right now, Philadelphia, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, man, this is going to be something, isn't it? I am excited for the Eagles. I went to college in Delaware, so I know a lot of people who are Eagles fans. And let me tell you, they are pumped. This is the first time they've been like this good since that Super Bowl run several years ago. And I personally think that the Eagles can take this. They're at home. They're playing against Mr. Irrelevant. One of these games, he's got to show that he's a rookie. Well, you know, both these teams, you know, you take a look at Brock Purdy. Now, you would think that if this guy is going to collapse under the moment, it would be the conference championship game. But you, you take a look at his body of work, again, since taking over for Garoppolo, and 
has it been a conference championship game? No. But the kid plays with so much poise, and I see it continuing. Oh, do you think the Niners take this? I haven't gone that far. Okay. No, but I'm saying that uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. But I don't think that Brock Purdy is going to be the reason for the uh, for the loss. I just think that the uh, the Eagles are – you talk about a complementary football team in all three phases. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from the 49ers because they have the, the capabilities of doing that. But you're talking about a wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, what were the Titans thinking? Can somebody answer that for me, please? Nobody knows what the Titans are thinking. <laughs> I mean, this guy, 1,496 yards to go along with 11 uh, touchdowns. And, you know, you talk about the uh, whole Christian McCaffrey thing. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. That was the deal of a century. And uh, was it enough to, to, to get him over the top? We'll see. But um, who you got this uh, in, in this one, Blaker? I I love Sam Fran's run game and everything that they do with their offense and their defense is just awesome. So I like Sam Fran for sure. I, I mean, Philly's great, but I think Sam Fran's the best team in the NFC. Nick, uh, you taking the two and a half? Yeah, uh, I think before the playoffs started, I picked San Francisco, Kansas City, so I'm going to stick with that. Oh, did you now? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. It was only two weeks ago. I mean, <laughs> or two of the top four teams in the NFL. So, But I'll stick with Look it. I, 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 like, uh, yeah, I like San Francisco, Kansas City. Look at you, Nostradamus. Uh, the we'll other see. one... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the other one is going to be legendary as well. 6.30 Sunday night, the Bengals in Kansas City to face the Chiefs again. Uh, Patrick Mahomes suffering the high ankle sprain late in the first quarter uh, in their uh, in their win in the uh, divisional uh, playoffs. Uh, they are preparing as though Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Now, again, with high ankle sprains, you don't know. Interesting to note against the Bengals. Uh, team that's won 10 straight. Uh, Cincinnati is a one-point favorite as it stands right now. How about that? I'm going opposite of Nick. I think it's going to be the Eagles and Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I just think that Joe Burrow is too good. Like, he's just too good. And Mahomes is hobbled. Yeah, Kansas well, City yeah, was a one-point favorite when it came out, and then it went to a pick and now you're saying Cincinnati's a one-point favorite. So that line's completely swung. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure it's going to continue uh, during the course of this week when the uh, news of Mahomes uh, continues to come out. But uh, you can't deny this. The Bengals, as I say, uh, they have won 10 straight. Uh, they have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs three in a row. Uh, you know, I think... There's a side to the Bengals that don't think they got the proper respect, uh, you know, from their Super Bowl appearance a year ago. A lot of people thought that it were going to be one and done. Uh, and the way they started the, the year, it wasn't looking good for them. But, uh, uh, boy, they rebounded. And they complement each other uh, as a team uh, very, very well. But, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, let's talk about this guy. Everybody in the building knows who's getting the ball. And he can't be stopped. That guy's a lot of fun to watch. No, people just bounce right off of him. 
he's he's great. There are these elite tight ends out there. Obviously, he's one of them. Well, you know, George Kittle, uh, that catch he made uh, in the second half yesterday, one of the great receptions I've ever seen by a tight end, uh, wide receiver, whatever the case may be. You talk about great tight ends in the league, you got to bring him into the conversation as well because that was crazy. And, uh, you know, we'll see his 49ers against the Eagles. I, it's hard to, you know, go on a limb for the uh, Bengals Chiefs because you don't know what Mahomes' deal is going to be. Mahomes, Chad Henney. Mahomes, Chad Henney. Well, you have to pick. So who are you picking? I'm going with the Chiefs. I just am. Okay. You know what? Beyond all else, I think it's the law of average. They've they've lost three in a row to the Bengals. They're at home. Uh, that's got to account for something. They're Water home, but they're still the underdog. Level. Is that uh, what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Disagree. Uh, <laughs> you're you're going with the Bengals, Blake? Yeah. How are the Chiefs going to stop Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins? How, well, how do you stop that? Well, you know, here's my here's my two word reply. Andy Reid, love the guy. I don't think he's playing corner. No, he's not. He's <laughs> probably going to be, be off drawing mustaches <laughs> on players that are sleeping. I wonder what forty he can run. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I just love the dude, and uh, I think he's going to be equal to the task as he puts this game plan together. Uh, I'm just Nick, who are you going with no in this? Site. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Niners, Chiefs. Yeah, and like Jamie just mentioned, I mean the Bengals, they were getting upset that they were selling those neutral site AFC championship tickets, so that that propelled them last week. But yeah, I like uh, oh, yeah. Chiefs, Niners. Yeah, Joe Burrow uh, said you better uh, get them refunds. So, all right, folks, you hear the music? That means our time together has come and gone. Jamie, uh, what we'll a do legend it again. you are through the pain. Uh, oh, the flu man. Game. Uh, appreciate it. We'll do it under better circumstances next week. Blake, Nick, thanks as always. Jamie, looking forward to it next week. In the meantime, as always, thank you for listening to the sports book here on 760 WJR.